When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, baseball family. We're here with Timmy and Houghton. Houghton, sorry, Houghton. <laughs> with the Greenville Drive. <laughs> and we want to get to know what they do on a day-to-day basis a little bit better and talk to them about their job so that if there's anybody listening who wants to eventually work in baseball, you know what to do to get there, what they do on a daily basis, especially minor league baseball, because it's a very different operation from major league baseball. Right. And these guys might even have the same titles as guys at the big league level, but do stuff completely different. Um, and, you know, I recognize that with my experience in minor league baseball. But, uh, Timmy, why don't you tell us first, what is your title and what is it you do mm-hmm. on a daily basis? Uh, Director of Stadium Operations. Um, day-to-day is just the overall upkeep of the ballpark. So the the safety of the ballpark, the presentation of the ballpark um, is the biggest thing. So, you know, that's... That's something different every day. Uh, probably the one position besides the GM that kind of works with everybody because someone always has something they need physically done around the ballpark. And then my other big part of what I do is um, I oversee the game day staff. So all the customer front-facing people that you see on game days is, is uh, my staff. And it, whether it be the ushers or the people at the gates or um, just general crowd control, we handle all that too. So kind of the fan um, – experience element and then uh all of the like the emt the security and the janitorial on game day is is under me as well that's a huge job yeah yeah it keeps me busy for yeah. sure <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to get into this more later but do you find game days are busier than non-game days or can you kind of put stuff in place and then just manage it no i mean as i've gone through it more and more and kind of knew what to look for I think the non-game days are busier. Um, those are when you have time to do the bigger projects, you know. And then on game day, it's there's a few things that that, that go in a timely fashion. But once you kind of have everything in place, and once the gates open, and once our staff is where they need to be, it's kind of just sitting there putting out fires. And um, as as you get more acclimated to it, and your support staff gets more acclimated, that becomes less and less. And then you're kind of just there for support. So wow. Yeah, which I think surprised me getting into it. I think it would probably surprise a lot of the guests as they would assume that the game days are crazier. Yeah, no, I think mm-hmm. I would have made that assumption as well. Yeah. Holden, what is it, uh, what's your exact title, and what do you do every day? So uh, my exact title is Senior Account Executive, so uh, ticket sales. I've uh, been, you know, kind of had a couple of different titles within the sales department over the years, but, uh, you know, obviously uh, my Goal short and simple is uh, our job description is to sell as many tickets as possible. Uh, you know that goes with um, you know ticket packages, uh, ticket experiences packages, which is a new thing we've been doing this year. Um, obviously, the traditional season ticket, full season, half season, and weekend plan type of uh, packages there. And then uh, on the group and hospitality side, you know working with you know local churches, baseball teams, company, family days, all that type of stuff. Uh, any type of groups that uh, get, can get together and bring you know anywhere from. 15 to a thousand people uh, kind of fill out the stadium uh, um, you know calling on those type of uh, type of folks and 
doing what I can to get them out to a game. That's awesome. Very cool. Houghton, let's stick with you for just a minute. Um, what? Let's actually go way back. But what's your background in baseball? Yeah. Did you play growing up? What made? Like, yeah. How'd you get into it? No, so um, I honestly did not play baseball uh, after you know t-ball. Really, um, I grew up uh, playing tennis. Uh, played all through high school um, and uh, played at the D three level uh, when I was small school, Hampton Sydney College up in uh, Virginia. Um, but you know, so played tennis there, um, and that's kind of how I got into the sports world, if you will. Um, you know, was trying to figure out what I wanted to do as a senior in college, what I, you know, the next step was going to be. Um, and I'd always heard, you know, athletes make great salespeople. You know, they're competitive. They like to, you know, win essentially, which is what that is. So, um, you know, I was looking at the financial advisor route, that type of thing, and you know, ultimately wanted to sell something I was passionate about and can get behind. Um, so that's, you know, just kind of started applying. Um, so. Started out with the Winston-Salem Open up at Wake Forest uh, University tennis tournament right before the U.S. Open. Um, kind of had some connections and the tennis world. I uh, was able to get you know a sales job uh, starting there, um, which kind of transitioned to Wake Forest uh, football and basketball. Um, worked uh, there for uh, up until uh, essentially Christmas uh, 2016, and you know was really applying everywhere. Uh, any kind of uh, you know NFL teams, NBA teams, MLB, MILB. Um, and uh, Greenville's the first place that uh, made me an offer, and been here five years now. So it's uh, yeah. it's been a, a cool journey. Um, you know, definitely uh, Wake Forest helped me get my foot in the door, helped me put something on the resume, having to deal with sports. Uh, in hindsight, looking back on it, you know, wish I would have known what I wanted to do a little bit sooner, and you know, could have gotten some internships, some experience while I was in college. Uh, <laughs> more on that side of it, but hey, it all all works out. Uh, it's all always a plan, and uh, you know, I've loved my experience down here in Greenville. That's awesome. Timmy, same question. What tell us about your background in baseball? <laughs> yeah, in terms of baseball growing up, um, yeah, I played baseball all the way through like my third year of college. Um, and kind of just it's in my blood, you know, my my grandfather actually he collects uh, baseball memorabilia. I mean he's his house is like a museum. Hmm. So that was that was one thing that kinda got me into it at a young age. But my mom has had uh, tickets for the res games for 35 years um, and so I've been to literally hundreds of ball games used to go down early for for batting practice back when like Mark McGuire was you know putting on a show at yeah. MVP back at Synergy Field before well I guess Riverfront at first right before uh, the Reds current ballpark um, so I kind of always knew I wanted to get into it but I didn't really know what until I finally graduated from Cincinnati and then was actually looking into getting jobs. And, um, I mean, I think it was nothing more than not really knowing how the business works. So I thought, let's look at minor league jobs. And then kind of what that means, I didn't I didn't have any clue. Gotten into stadium operations. And one thing I've realized is a lot of people, they might get into like an internship in one department and then transition into something else just because they're exposed to what they like more. Um but I happened to get into what I ended up liking long-term, which was stadium operations. So I kind of went in not really knowing, you know, what I would be doing long-term. I just wanted to kind of get to the big league level, like I said before. And then now it's kind of changed a lot. Now, I, you know, I, just, I love what I do. I can't really imagine doing anything else. That's fantastic. That really yeah. is. That's awesome. Yeah. And one thing, I, I have a little bit of experience with, like, the back end, with the front office side of Major League Baseball, specifically the Twins. And... I like I had this like on a pedestal image of like everything runs so smoothly, everybody does their job so well. Because yep. if they didn't, they wouldn't be at the big big league level. Yep. But 
our media credentials were in somebody's desk somewhere up until about 30 minutes before the first pitch. Yep. And <laughs> and when I when we found that out, the lady who told us, she's like, and of course it was, yeah. because that's how things go around here. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. so you don't have to have it all together to yeah, work right. at the big league level. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good example. And even here, like, the key is to for our fans not to know kind of what's going on behind scenes, but mm-hmm. um, when you get into it, you realize, like, man, it's not all smooth, and you're kind of going off the fly. You see it a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, as long as the fans can't tell, that's all that matters, and that's usually the case. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's nice if you can. It's keep a lot of chaos the behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, there really is. It's yeah. true. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. What's uh, tell us what it, hmm, we already kind of talked about that, but what's a day in the life look like for? Uh, for you, Houghton. Let's yep. start with you. What is yep. what do you do on game days, and what do you do on not game days? Yep. So uh, we'll start with non game days because it's a little bit not quite as interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's um, you know, obviously kind of talking before. Uh, you know, sales is kind of what we're trying to do all off season. Uh, it's you know, it's a little bit harder to get people talking baseball. Uh, you're talking to your kind of typical plant or factory. You know, yeah, give me a call back. You know, month before opening day. You know, we'll talk then type <laughs> of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, essentially trying to build relationships with the new uh, new businesses, new companies, uh, just new um, in the you know greater Greenville upstate area. Um, but uh, yeah, really my goal there is you know what can we do to help your business? You know, from an employee appreciation standpoint, is it you know season tickets to hand out to your staff, recognize them for uh, you know a job well done, or is it you know a company family day in the Champions Club that's gonna bring everyone together? You know, get to meet each other's families and you know see each other outside of work uh and just have a, a fun experience at the ball game um so yeah off season it's a lot of uh, a lot of cold calls a lot of um you know just reaching out to people um and then uh, flipping over to uh, a game day during the season um on the the box office side it's making sure everything's kind of running smoothly uh with kind of ticket operations uh you know whether that be will call uh printing tickets uh transferring tickets with, from your season ticket holders if anyone's switching games around, um, and then making sure everything's uh, running smoothly with your, uh, you know, groups that are doing a family day in the Champions Club or picnic area or wherever that may be, uh, just kind of helping making sure everything's set up uh, and as uh, ready as we can be uh, for when gates open. And um, But, yeah, really pretty similar to Timmy, kind of running around putting out some fires here and there <laughs> and making sure everyone's uh, doing whatever I can do to make sure my customers are having a good time out here. Once first pitch happens, mm-hmm. do you get to relax and watch baseball? Yeah. Yeah, so um, usually once kind of all of, all of our people are, you know, kind of running, the events kind of run it, itself, if you will, uh, usually around the second or third inning, I'm pretty much done for the most part. Um, I can kick back, come up uh, the press box, watch a couple innings up there, enjoy some AC is always, uh, <laughs> always key. Uh, but, yeah, once we get to the second or third inning, I can usually, for the most part, kind of kick back, watch the game, and enjoy myself. So that's yeah. always a... Uh, the major perk of, uh, of working here, obviously, if you, you like baseball, you got got plenty of it to watch. So. That's awesome, <laughs> Timmy. Same for you. Do you get a break ever? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it helps that our GM is a big baseball fan because one of the first things he told me was, you know, he encourages us to take a few innings in if we can. Once things kind of settle in, like during the game, um, especially if you have family, like I told you before, you know, I got a couple boys and my wife as well that's in town here and. So if they come to a game here and there, then I'll spend a few innings with them, like in the stands or whatever. Um, on game day, we always like to kind of stay ahead of the game in operations because the one thing is you'll never know what's going to pop up. Like literally almost anything can happen on a game day. Um, 
that could really absorb your entire afternoon. So we try to work ahead so that if nothing does come up, then yeah, you're kind of you're doing a few things and you're waiting for the right time to do the other things, and then in that time you're just kind of hanging out, you know, pacing yourself a little bit because whether it be four games in a row or this year we have twelve games in a row, it's it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint on game days. Yeah. So, yes. What about your not game days? What does that look like? Uh, for non-game days, like I said before, we get a lot more of our bigger projects in. So um, power washing is a big one, especially mm-hmm. right now with all the pollen we have, yeah. which is crazy. <laughs> uh, Greg, my boss, told me just yesterday, he sent me a picture. There's supposed to be like a half inch of pollen uh, in this area over the next couple of days. But um, that's a big one throughout the whole ballpark. Um, painting. um Working with contractors is another big one, whether it be electrical or or whatever it may be. Um, and then, like I said before, scheduling the or managing the game day staff. A big part of that is is scheduling, and so it's it's kind of a big puzzle because you have to fit people's availability. You know, this is typically someone's secondary job that works on our game day staff. So fitting their availability paired with having the right personnel in the right spots on bigger days, it's it's uh quite the process so about once a month that takes a big part of my week up as well um but yeah i mean it varies really working in stadium operations but those are some of the bigger ones but anything that we don't have time to do on a game day whether it be you know cleanliness of the ballpark or fixing something is what we'll focus on on non-game days Hmm. yeah Timmy, how does your job change on game days with limited fans? I mean, do you guys know what capacity you're going to be at this this season? Yeah, well, it's it's month to month as far as we're told. Um, and I think the, a lot of factors go into that decision. But uh, for May, we're operating off 50%. And even like our group areas are a little bit scaled down. Um, but they're all exclusive and private. So um, in that regard, we can fit a little bit more than we probably would in other areas. But they're kind of boxed in or you know stanchioned into their areas uh while they have their parties so i think we're going to have around 50 percent for for may and then hopefully it kind of gradually goes up from there um but yeah i mean it does add a lot to my game day like right now for example you may have seen on our way in we have a lot of um seats that are zip tied off Mm -hmm. and it's designed to where no one can sit in front of you or behind you or to the size of you um that's going to be scaled down to where we're securing you know the the front rows where the players could travel at and then like kind of aisleways but we're going to expand that a little bit um and then just you know we have sanitizing stations all over the ballpark we have like 19 of them um we have those um six foot distancing baseball markers on on the concrete stuff like that so there's a lot of things that we're focusing on and then a lot more focused on our game day staff a lot of people have had their roles here for years, but now that's kind of changed. You know, the ushers specifically, their their roles enhanced a lot with wiping down railings and and just kind of um, monitoring people wearing their masks and stuff like that. So, yeah, everything's changing for everybody as far as operations goes. Yeah. What about you, Houghton? I mean, with with ticket sales, I'm sure that you're. I don't know if you have to maybe not hustle as much. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, honestly, it is a uh, I guess a little less pressure on us to you know find these, you know, thousand-person plants to come out for the family day type of thing because, um, honestly, we might not have a thousand, you know, tickets to sell them type of thing. Um, yeah. And, you know, that has been a challenge any, um, just on the sales side, any company that's, you know, Fortune 500, you know, 
one of the ones that has a you know a corporate office out of you know somewhere else uh, for example you know is going to be a little bit more i guess risk averse uh, as far as planning company outings and doing that thing um so we are kind of focusing more on the smaller locally owned um or um you know or the church groups more kind of community um type of groups coming out here uh as opposed to kind of relying on the you know, the manufacturing plan to bring out a thousand people because you know at the end of the day a lot of them aren't going to be totally comfortable with uh, with doing that in a public setting uh, at the moment um, but still kind of keeping them involved whether it just be a, a smaller department getting together for a sweet night um, and and that end but uh also kind of on that side of it um you know it is a lot more you know we're all of our uh, sales reps are very you know, customer service uh, focused and trying to explain to all of our uh, of our fan base, essentially, you know, what the processes are, what the protocols are, you know, you got two differing opinions from each, each side of your year going on and, you know, just trying to stay down the middle, appease as many people as we can. <laughs> and, uh, on that end and, uh, another kind of new challenge, uh, that should be, uh, you know, a lot of places are doing now, but we are switching over to e-ticketing, uh, for this year. Um, we're kind of, um, taking it on a case by case basis. If we've got the person that, you know, really wants the, the normal tickets, you know, we'll, We'll print them out for them, but yeah. uh, but our goal is to be you know 100% e-tickets by uh, 2022, uh, kind of in conjunction with a lot of the, the Clemson, South Carolinas, you know, the well, um, all kind of have made that change. So we're uh, we're getting there. So um, yeah, it can be a little bit challenging, but I think ultimately more efficient and yeah, um, and they'll help us long term for sure. And I think one thing that people probably don't realize is like minor league baseball is a lot about non-game day events now too. Um, so we have an entire team that that runs our non-game day areas and so they've been having to talk to customers without really knowing up until recently kind of what our schedule looked like and what our capacity limits are so if they try to intertwine an event with a game day that affects Houghton and, and, and group areas and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it's, it's just a constant communication thing and a lot of unknown when we're trying to speak when Houghton specifically is talking to all of his clients and customers. Yeah, that was my next question: is how do you work together? I mean, I, I would imagine the two of you, if you're involved in stadium ops and mm-hmm. promo nights and stuff like that, and and you're selling tickets to mm-hmm. fill those promo nights. What is that? How do your two shops talk so much? Yeah, so from my end, the way I, I see it is, Houghton sells a certain experience that you know as far as what our fans can expect and then I carry that out making sure that what he's telling them is what they see when they get here is probably the biggest day-to-day thing but um, again if he has groups in a certain area that might mean a certain furniture setup uh, in a certain area or just a specific need for that client based off their request and then I'll kind of fill that for him Um, every day we on game days we have game day meetings so he might tell me he needs X amount of tables in one area or a client's expecting this or that and we'll do that and then we talk about those things kind of in advance as well on our homestand meetings yeah and to that end as well um you know we uh our ushers our game day staff are you know the face that a lot of our season ticket base sees on a game get by game basis you know obviously i would like to be able to stop by say hello to all you know thousands of our season ticket holders we got right now but uh at the end of the day it's the usher that stands at the top of their section that um, you know, they have the relationship with that they say hello to each time they go up and forth uh, throughout the concourse. And, um, yeah, that's, you know, really the, the face of the drive is, you know, our game day staff and being able to uh, kind of deliver on that experience and provide that experience for our fans. Yeah, well, let me tell you, uh, we talked about this a little earlier, but I've been to minor league ballparks all over the country, and it's it's like a, I'm a junkie about mm-hmm. it, actually. And this is the most charming facility 
in the whole country. I, I, will, I will seriously, I'll maintain that for, <laughs> until it changes. But right now, I'm pretty belligerent about that. There you go. <laughs> and uh, kudos to you guys and what you're doing because your staff is killing it. Even the dude wanded me. You know, when I come in, and he's they're so friendly, man. They're just like, yeah, they are good. They're great. Everything, nothing about it is, is intensifying or obtrusive or invasive or anything. Mm-hmm. It's always awesome. The ushers are easy, yeah. easy to talk to. and Easier said than done because not every customer is like you. Um, some people are going to come in just looking for something to complain about. Mm. And that's not something that's our ushers or our wanders' fault. It's they're just doing their job. So they take a lot of of that stuff and they kind of just absorb it and they maintain that pleasant experience that they that you had with them and and so you know hats off to them because again it's just their part-time job so yeah but they they enjoy it you know at the end of the day they're at the ballpark and so i think that helps a lot but they they take a lot of of all that all that uh from our fans whether good or bad sure yeah well and houghton the same to you more kudos to you as well because this uh thirsty thursday Mm -hmm. Uh, season ticket holder <laughs> yeah. package is that new this season that is so uh we kind of unveiled and this is you know ultimately we're get the news our season's canceled in july uh you know right around i guess july one hey there's gonna be no minor league baseball season this year uh mlb starts you know, august 1st or whatever yeah this it was, was last um, season yeah. last uh, last summer so obviously you know at that point you know it's obviously really tough news for us i mean it's something we didn't catch us totally by surprise obviously we kind of knew it wasn't looking totally optimistic at the moment but uh yeah we really introduced uh, these four experience packages just try to do something to you know raise some capital essentially and uh, be able to kind of get people talking baseball again when you know there's no you know no clue when our next uh, drive game is going to be uh yeah you know, schedule didn't get released till this past february uh mm-hmm. but yeah we um, kind of started up with the baseball is back package uh timed that up with the uh, opening day um so that was yeah, the way to guarantee seats for 2021 drive opening day back in uh, back in August. Um, so, obviously, unveiled that package. We had a uh, Mookie Betts package that kind of includes a bobblehead uh, right around the time the Dodgers won the World Series. Um, so, just kind of looking for you know events like that or you know stuff to get people talking, thinking about drive baseball again. Uh, anything we're able to do from uh, from that standpoint. And uh, to your point, the Mug Club uh, was another new one uh, and actually has been our most popular. Um, of all those, uh, those oh, packages, yeah. we're, uh, I think we're at 140 sold so far. Yes. So uh, a lot of people will be joining you and enjoying some uh, some some dollar beverages with you. Yeah, um, I tell people uh, about it all the time. Oh, yeah. I keep sending people your way. Yeah. Like you got to call Houghton; he'll <laughs> to get you hooked up. But, um, but uh, it's been something we've been kind of you know thinking about for for time. But uh, ultimately, the it's just a new you know fresh spin on a, a season ticket package and a new way to get people to the ballpark, get people to talking baseball, and uh, yeah, yeah, really just changing up our uh, our model and. Um, kind of new, new ways to package tickets together to, to get yeah. people interested and excited. For our listeners, baseball family, the uh, Mug Club is a ticket to every Thursday home game for the, throughout the season and a free beer. Yep. I bought two. Yep. Free, free beer every game. <laughs> yeah, free beer every game per ticket for yep. that Mug Club. Yeah. I bought two, and I can transfer the tickets if I need to. Absolutely. I can hand them off to friends or, yeah. or family come in town. Um so they never have to go to waste, and, I mean, it's brilliant. That's killer. We're not going to end up, though, with a 10-cent beer night situation, are we? We hope not. Like in <laughs> Cleveland? <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's, we're not that rowdy. Scenario. Yeah, we're not that rowdy around Especially here. Especially since we're all electronic now, we're, we're trying to not do cash if we can. So. Yeah, okay, good to know. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah. 
Because you guys pay more in, uh, I think, transaction fees. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, you got talking about you know what you guys were doing with tickets last season. What did you do last year? Yeah. So um, our ultimate goal uh, once you know we get the news the season's canceled and our season ticket holder base has been so supportive on this, yeah. but uh, encouraging our um, ticket plan holders to roll over their tickets next year. Um, obviously, you know, everyone's got cir- circumstances that require a refund or um, whatever the cert- you know, thing may be, but um, that's really what helped keep us alive and. Um, just from a, a business standpoint, was yeah. all of our season ticket base, you know, being so supportive of us and agreeing to roll over. They really were um, their tickets for awesome. uh, for this year, and you know, ultimately, a lot, you know, a good chunk of uh, our season ticket holders have been, you know, around since you know 2006 or had their tickets for you know at least a decade. Um, so they knew they weren't going anywhere. They knew I, whenever the drive game, I'll be back. And um, no, we really couldn't have done it without their support. And um, and that was uh, obviously a key was um, you know, being able to talk to. All of our season ticket holders, you know, th- you know, thank them for everything uh, they've been able to do to, to support us from that angle and, uh, and carrying everything over to- towards this year. Timmy, what about you? What did you do all last season <laughs> when uh, there's no, there are very little operations, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so, I mean, it wasn't until mid-summer when we realized we for sure we're not going to play. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. until that point, we were trying to maintain the facility to being close to game ready. And then once that kind of came and passed we focused on uh bigger things that we can get done capital improvement items that we could work on a a lot of that stuff is um kind of next year and beyond because of everything going on but kind of working through all that a little bit more um staying in contact with our game day staff and and just continuing to keep this place ready we still once we got to like the fall area fall time we were still doing some events, um, and it was kind of a case-by-case basis on what our clients were willing to do because a lot of them were, were businesses coming in and having company outings. Um, so every time we had one single event, there's a lot that went into planning to make sure it was safe and, and we were following protocols. So, you know, we spent a lot more time focusing on that. I think it was good because now – me and Greg, we, we kind of have a lot better understanding of um, the event side as far as what they want and what they see. And I think we've built a stronger bond with them since we were able to focus on that more now. So I think I think both sides, both that side and the baseball side, will, will thrive more in the future because of it. So, I mean, it wasn't all bad for sure. I think, like anyone else, we'll look back on 2020 and um, you know have some good memories, memories from it too. So even at the ballpark. Yeah. yeah. What, uh, where did you take your cues? Did you, were you guys watching, uh, the NFL and the yeah, Korean baseball organization? And like- yeah, to an extent we were, but, uh, one thing we got together kind of industry wide is we built a, f- a facility operations, um, network where we got on zoom calls every Thursday night. And we kind of just talked about like, you know, okay, what are your guys' restrictions? Knowing that it's different state by state and, everything and kind of what are you guys doing for events how are you planning so we bounced ideas off each other a lot Hmm. that was big Um, some people were able to contribute to that more than others because of either their experience or kind of based off where they're located you know we had some guys from like New Jersey that were really kind of just like taking notes because they weren't kind of as far along as we were um, throughout the process because they just had more cases Um, so I think that was a, a big way of kind of figuring out how we wanted to 
build towards this year and all the protocols. But yeah, Korean baseball was a good one, and I'm I'm thankful we had that just to see it. But then I also went to a few hockey games over at the well um, mm-hmm. to kind of see what they're doing, and uh, you know they're they're very strict on their protocols going in to the games and stuff like that. So that helped a lot too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Really cool. I noticed you guys have a train back there. Yeah, yeah what time is it right now? Is it, is it 2.30 yet? Because I feel like that goes by at 2.30 every day and sometimes in the morning. But, yeah, it's it's kind of – if you're over there in the shop where, where my boss is, it's, it's hard to even have a conversation. Like, it's so loud over there. But I guess I'm kind of getting used to it now. Do you ever implement anything with the train into, like, the games? Like, in Seattle, they have the train that goes right under the roof, yeah. right? And so, like, I think anytime there's a home run or something like that, they'll blow a train whistle or a train horn. I wish we would, honestly, but um, I know I used to work for the Birmingham Barons, and so I got to go to Montgomery, and they've incorporated a lot of that for, like, home runs and stuff like that because um, they have a train over their left field fence, mm-hmm. and it's it's above the fence line, so you can see the whole train. It's a little different than ours. But no, not, not that I know of. At least maybe we have in the past, but we don't right now. Yeah, I've never uh, never seen a home run uh, timed up exactly when the train's <laughs> coming by over, over there to right field. So yeah. I think, uh, yeah, whoever does that, they're going to go on to do great things in the, in the <laughs> <laughs> Certainly local folklore, right? Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think the longest recorded home run, uh, someone hit a ball on the back of a train and it landed like, fell off like 5,000 miles away or something like that. That's right. That's yeah, awesome. I know that one. Yeah. I don't remember the name and who it was, and it was a long time ago, and I know that there's actually a, a stat on that. It was but. like the early 1900s or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, I have one more question for you. What's What have you guys found has been the best promo? Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about mm-hmm. you know the, the mug club, mm-hmm. but what's the best promo that you've seen? I know that in Orem, we sold out every single firework night. It would be like thirty people in the stands on a regular night, but then it'd be firework night, and everybody in town was there. But it so was bananas. So some context for you guys: firework night out there is a big deal because of the drought restrictions uh, yeah. constantly. <laughs> yeah, right. out here it's every Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, but and people still do love fireworks, do. and uh, Fridays continue to be our most popular uh, game dates uh, out of any of them. Um, and uh, yeah, we we typically try to have um, you know. So the way that the schedule structure this year, every homestand is going to be a Tuesday through Sunday. Um, so each of those wow. days of the week, we're going to have some type of uh, you know, plan as far as themes, uh, that type of stuff goes. Tuesday windows are usually a little bit more uh, kind of community themed, whether that be uh, advanced manufacturing night, uh, reading all stars type of event, um, something that has to do with you know whether it be a local school, local school system, hospital, a Prisma Health uh, yeah. type of uh, night, and then yeah Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday are a little bit more. Um, kind of freedom as far as promos, whether that be, you know, Monkey Bets bobblehead giveaway. Obviously, we got Friday night fireworks. Uh, we might do a, uh, a Paw Patrol night um, yeah. at some point here. And then uh, we are doing Superheroes is a, big a Spider-Man, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man yeah. alternative jersey, yeah. uh, like a Spider-Man night at some point. So, uh, cool. yeah, we we get a little bit more loose on the weekends. And, yeah. uh, and Sundays are always, um, we'll be kids run the bases uh, post-game, a little bit more kind of family-focused uh, type of uh environment atmosphere um and obviously with it being a, a day game and people uh you know getting their kids out uh and back to the house in bed a little bit earlier um you know we try to keep it a little bit more family friendly feel uh like we always do and uh, you know especially emphasizing that on uh, sundays yeah. i would say i like the national acts um i was in birmingham a few years back and we had this guy he was like a human cannonball and literally, we had to measure out, like, from where he shot off, I think somewhere around home plate, 
um, kind of where the net would be mm-hmm. in the in the field, and kind of we had to do like two trainings, all of our staff on how to quickly get that up after the game and in a safe manner so you can yeah. fall in that net, and that was insane. But um, I would probably go with the either the bird zerk or the um, uh, superstars yep. because I've been to four different stadiums I've worked at that have all done them, and they just hit real well with the families, and that's what. Marley baseball is all about, um, you know. They'll come in on the on the sidelines in game, and they'll do um, like they'll literally like eat third base umpire because he'll yeah. be in on the <laughs> on the skit and all that stuff. And, yeah, uh, that always does really well. I don't know if it necessarily brings the biggest crowd. Is I think it gets the best reaction though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so those are two of my very favorites. The, yeah. <laughs> the superstars are they're hilarious. Yeah, they're great. I wish more people knew about them so yeah. that they you could drive more ticket sales yep. when yeah. they're coming. And they have the uh, they kind of play off of like legendary baseball players' names like Barry Bonds. There's like a name similar to his, but they're yeah. all like like the like the giraffe is like uh, Griffey. I don't yeah. know how they made that yeah. name up, but it's all ties into former baseball players and yeah. animals' names. It's pretty yeah, good. Like a, a Cal Ripken Jr. Cal Ripken. Cal, Cal, right. Cal Ripken. That's right. That's exactly right. That's amazing. I'm sure whenever uh, Mike Trout retires, they'll have. Uh, they won't even need his name. I think they do have that. Actually, I think they already have that. Yeah. So. Have you seen the Superstars? I haven't. No. The Birdzerkers. You check it out. It's great, man. Awesome. They, it's they so get out of the tunnel afterwards. They have to drink like five gallons of water. It sounds. It seems like just because they sweat so bad in those suits and they work yeah, their sure. butt off. Yeah. So. I do actually have one more follow-up question for you guys. So you mentioned, like, the Spider-Man alternate jerseys. Mm-hmm. I have always wondered, like, do the teams come up with those ideas? Does the team have to pay for those jerseys, like, out of them, like out of their own pocket? Does the Take league pay for it? I've always been curious how that works yep. because, when I, like I said, when I was in Orem, that was, like, the most low budget, and I was surprised they had even a single yeah. alternate jersey. Yeah, yeah. No, so I know um, historically, you know, we'll uh, auction those off post-game for uh, – for um, different organizations we work with around the upstate. Um, so we've done that some, but a lot of times it has to do with, you know, minor league baseball will all have, you know, certain co- copyrights or contracts. I can't remember the exact uh, contracts, yeah. but yeah, so obviously we've got the Marvel, but um, for whatever reason, I think we don't have Star Wars this year. Is that right? Not this um, year. Um, mm-hmm. Well, because it's usually May 4th, May the 4th be with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and with it being opening day, I think that would just be too much going on. Yeah. <laughs> but it's. I'm glad you bring up the – the team you played or you worked with as being like a smaller budget. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go from facility to facility, different ballparks can pull off different promotions because of the budget. But I think that's one that everyone does because the cool thing is, is you auction those jerseys off afterwards and the 15 and 20% of the fans that are actually there because they're diehard baseball fans and actually want to follow certain players. They know which ones are going to be big prospects. So they sell for like two or three times as much as the jersey costs. So no matter who you are, you're making that money back on the auction on the back end. So that's probably one reason why you see every team do it and you see a lot of different of those crazy jerseys too. Yeah, yeah. same that's with cool. the military appreciation ones with the camouflage. Yep. Is yeah. that the same idea? Yeah, they do an autism one yeah. where it's like um, the puzzle pieces. and oh, really? yeah, there's, a, there's a bunch of them. We have an autism shirt as well in our yeah, shop. Yeah, my so, daughter's autistic, so yeah. we're really big on that stuff. Yeah, yeah we are. So that's cool. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us. This was yeah, a yeah, terrific no conversation. Yeah, we appreciate it. And baseball family, uh, thanks for joining us. And It's great. We'll be back with more. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Thank you. appreciate you guys. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Catch new episodes of the Baseball Together podcast every Tuesday.